Hi, this is a disclaimer that the episode you're about to hear is part of a nine-week examination of the trans allegory of Silo on Apple TV. If you haven't seen it yet and don't want to be spoiled, go watch it and come back after. But seriously, go watch it. It's amazing. Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. It's time for part four of the unintentional trans allegory of Silo. Tilly Vision Reservoir full. It's time to Silo up. This week it's in episode four and five. Twofer. I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the lady who puts the diet in my Coke, Susan Bridges. Hello. Again, I had to come up with nine of these in a row. It was okay. Once again, our returning discussion partner, the sensational Samantha Cuddy. I don't know if I get called sensational, but thank you. I think you are. (laughs) Oh, so are you. Oh, well, thank you. It's official. All sensational. You're sensational as well, Susan. Okay. All of us. Wow. Yes. Sensational. You're listening. You're sensational as well. That's right. All the listeners out there. Spreading the sensational around. That's right. We don't hoard it. Well. Not like those people up top. What? Okay. (laughs) So, Samantha, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone just starting their transition? That's another good question. You have so many good questions here. Well, I try. Thanks for people just starting transition. Why I want to say this is your journey. You are not beholden to anybody else and how you want to come out, who you want to tell, how you want to handle it. People may ask you, and depending on your situation, maybe that's something you will consider, but that is not their right. This is all your journey. Why I say that is I feel like in some ways I compromised and that's like one of the biggest regrets of my transition was compromising on how I came out on how my journey went Mm, for reasons that were not, I didn't agree with. Now, everybody's situation is different, but fundamentally at the end of the day, this is your journey. This is you. Yeah, absolutely. There's no one right way to do it. And don't listen to anyone who says that there is or that you have to do any certain thing you can tell or not tell anybody. That is entirely up to you and how you tell them is entirely up to you. The speed you go at when you come out or if you want to get way into transition before you tell people or medically transition first or not even start yet. It's all or up never to do you. Right. right. That's all. Well, yes, you, you can still be trans even if you don't medically transition that's you're still a trans person some people that's just how they want to be and that's okay so it's there's no one right way to do any of it and especially like you said samantha yes coming out 
Do not compromise. Don't listen to what anyone else says. Do what's right for you. Because at the end of the day, years down, you'll be so much happier. Yep. Knowing that you owned the journey. That's right. All right. So episode four. Bernard is mayor now that Johns is dead, according to the pact. Although Johns was still a possibly unwitting tool of the system, she's the one that considered Juliet for sheriff and signed the order making it official, and even that was enough to make Johns a threat to the system. In a flashback, we see Juliet has childhood trauma from her mother and brother dying, and her dad being the one to make her go through their things to take to recycling. And here we see her want to fix her mom's chair, but her dad doesn't think it's fixable. A lot of trans people who transition as adults have childhood trauma, even if it's not from active transphobia. When you realize how much of your own life you missed out on, it wounds you. I didn't get to be a little girl and never will. See the Trans Tuesday on the past and why it haunts us. Just as a quick appendix to the question of, the question about advice. Yeah. Well, if you want to pursue things like HRT, medical transition, requires letters, one of the best things I also did was fully embraced having a mental health therapist because of things like this. Because at first you may be, it may be very easy, like, oh, no, I'm fine. But then as you start re reinvesting in your life, yeah, reassessing your life as you transition, you realize, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Quote, unquote, funny times that I went through. That was childhood trauma. Yeah. It helps to process. Yeah. You don't have to do it alone. That's a very good point. And Juliet, wanting to fix the chair, is wanting to gain control and understanding over the broken world around her to understand herself. So again, see the Trans Tuesday on searching for meaning when you're trans. In the present, when Juliet goes to her new apartment, which used to be Holston's, there are the flowers in front of the mirror. He prepped them for her, put them there back in episode one to make things better for those who came after him. In another flashback to Juliet's childhood, after just having taken her mom's and brother's things to recycling, She's at home making food for herself. She's cracking an egg. In trans parlance, your egg cracking is when you realize you're trans, or start to. As this is a flashback, I think this is present Juliet remembering that moment and realizing it for what it was. Because it's shortly thereafter she left home and went down to walk in a mechanical fed up with how broken her life was, running from the pain. But her brother dying, her mom dying, and the other trauma at the hands of Judicial that we learn about later, her dad telling her to abandon and ignore what was broken rather than try to fix the problem is what did it. Made her realize the world was broken, not her. Egg crack. Again, this is probably all unintentional, but an egg cracking on screen during the time Juliet decided to leave her old life behind on the very long path to become someone new, someone she wanted to be is... Well, a very big coincidence, let's say. After being sworn in, Juliet can finally get into the sheriff's safe, but there's nothing in there about George. Judicial lies and says they don't have a file on him. Holston left her a file, though, and in there is his note about doubling the flowers in front of the mirror. In the scene where Marnes asks Juliet what she did or said to Holston that made him want to go out, he's basically accusing her of transing Holston by association. You turned my kid trans. No, they were always trans. They just didn't tell you because you weren't safe. Oh, and just to go back a little bit to Juliet leaving. Yeah. You can just see how her dad is completely bought into the whole, he's a total agent of the system. Yeah. Like, and she just, there's just nothing 
they can have in common. Like, and it's a terrible thing what he does to her. It is making her take her dead parent and brother's things and not helping her with it. Not even just the trans allegory there, but it's also the parenting allegory as well. Like, I could never imagine leaving my daughter right? in that kind of situation. It's like, absolutely I, it, never. It boggles my mind. Like, it just does not compute. Yeah. He's a real bad dad. <laughs> yeah. You're not winning any awards. Just after Marnes and Juliet talk to Patrick Kennedy, there's a spot where Marnes says, Truth in trying mattered to Allison, too, and it mattered to Holston, and you might want to think about that. That's all what? Yeah, which is showing you right there that the truth is dangerous. Look what caring about reality and the fight to not live a lie will get you. I think this is more of a warning than a threat because he's agreed to help Juliet against his better judgment, but we know where that takes him. Juliet sees Lucas in the cafeteria. Juliet was named after a play, but they don't perform it anymore, and some say it was written by a rebel. Anything from before that could lead them to information about the real world is banned. She was named for something rebellious that is actually beautiful and enriches the world? Why would her parents do that? Well, her mom is an egg, but we'll get to that later on. Also, if this doesn't remind you again of the don't say gay bill and of wiping trans people from history and from the very same trans hopes making Shakespeare actually illegal to be taught in Florida schools in the year of our pizza 2023, I don't know what to tell you. Link in the show notes. Marnes tamely breaks the rules by dangling his beer over the wall by a sign that says not to. A small thing, but again, look what those in power can do with no consequences, while he himself would force others to stop doing what he's doing right now. Once again, I will direct you to Cis People Get Gender Affirming Healthcare too. It's a Trans Tuesday. You should check it out. And actually, like, the whole breaking the rules thing, if you think about it, it's like, so many trans folks point to, like, the very small examples of children who are, like, in their late teens and get gender-affirming surgery because they're suicidal. Yeah. Because, like, it's a really extreme example and it happens so infrequently. Basically never. But they never say anything about the thousands of 16-year-old girls getting boob jobs. Yeah. As graduation or presents. Yeah. Because they're cis and right. that's okay. Yeah. So they're not actually protecting the children who actually could use protecting. Right. Who in their right mind should let a 16-year-old do that? But no. No, no. That's fine. Because we want them to be sexy and find a man and have baby. It's just like rule. Yeah. And practically every single law makes an exception for intersex kids at yep. birth. Before yeah. they even have the autonomy to go, this is the way I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And intersex the people are not that rare. No. That's what gets me. Yeah. And yet they allow the parents yeah. to choose what genitals do you think your kids should have? And we'll yeah. just do that. Yeah. And this this will come up again later. So you're going to hear more about that. We see Marnes gets attacked in his apartment and killed by someone from Judicial. Because Marnes also wouldn't conform and do what they wanted. And he was aiding Juliet. And looking into John's death would only implicate Judicial too, so he's removed. Juliet's now in her apartment, seeing the flowers in the vase and pondering why she should increase them. She finds the washer rattling in the vent, pulls the wire it's attached to, and inside is a bag with George's file. More morsels that Holston left for her. That brings us over to episode 5. Juliet goes to Marn's murder scene where Sims introduces Billings as her new deputy. 
Billings reveres the pact and knows it by heart, and this is why he's judicial's pick to be sheriff. He's gone overboard into being ultra-conformist. Why do you think that is? Bernard talks about how Johns and Marns can serve his goals even in death. No matter who you are, you will be taken and used for the good of those at the top of the system. They don't care about you. You're just a tool to them. We all are. Not to mention in that scene, they were like talking about like how, yeah, we can just spin at this as they were unsanctioned, but it was love. Mm-hmm, yeah. But it is cis-heteronormal love. So it's exactly. okay, even if it That's... violated some of our rules. Yep. So let's bury them together. Yeah. They just want to show a good story to do something that will be acceptable, that will keep the peace and maintain order. Exactly right. Juliet ditches Billings and goes back to see Patrick Kennedy, who bloodied Marnes' nose. She picks the lock with Holston's badge. The truth literally gets her in, and she finds Marnes' drawing of John's planted in the closet with poison. Juliet finds Patrick Kennedy working and takes him to put him somewhere safe. Billings comes in and tells her he went to judicial. He wants to build trust, so he tells her the truth, that he wanted to see how Judicial's investigation was going. They, Judicial, get reports from quote-unquote listeners. Judicial calls them friends of the silo. Their info is not admissible in court, and they aren't part of the pact, so he doesn't like it. Judicial is actually extrajudicial, and will break any of their own laws if it is to their benefit. There are spies everywhere. Then there's some hullabaloo with Judicial not knowing Patrick Kennedy's wife died so he was moved to a smaller apartment and thus they planted the evidence to frame him for Johns' murder in the wrong place. There's a chase and a bit of a fight, but the important thing is that Billings, though so entirely overcommitted to the pact, realizes Juliet is right about things not being what they seem. He wants to help her because he's like her, trans, but he wants to stay hidden. Sims tells Trumbull that the first time he saw janitorial, his father came out of the door and people looked down on him for being a janitor. But everyone contributes to the good of the silo. But a janitor's still a janitor and Sims was a janitor's boy. This seems like it's a contradiction because if everyone contributes to the good of the silo, why would a janitor be looked down on? But this is Sims giving away the game. I mean, yes, he's a raging hypocrite as we see in detail later on. But what he really means is that everyone contributes to the good of the people at the top of the silo. And those people, including Sims, look down at those they feel are beneath them. You see this time and again in the show, even when Juliet first arrives at her sheriff's office. To Sims, being a janitor is bad because people would perceive him as less than. Because he perceives them as less than. And the only way that's acceptable is if it was a front for something else with what he sees as real power. It was his father who got Sims into his position with Judicial, showing you again how power, control, and influence passes from generation to generation to only the quote-unquote right kinds of people, keeping the other outside where they cannot affect a change. And so the people in the control room behind the janitorial door are... Imagine a group of cis people who know the gender binary is a lie, but choose to perpetuate it anyway to maintain control and keep themselves in power. That is who those people are. But really, it's just Bernard. The people in the control room and even Sims have also bought right into the lie of it all. Evidence for this comes later. Because it lets them feel right and like they deserve what they have and that the other, trans people, don't. Sims says that behind the door to janitorial is... The most important work of the silo, 
work that keeps 10,000 people alive. But I mean, no, right? That's what Juliet and everyone in Mechanical does. All the people in the control room do is keep themselves as the ruling class. And I think it's interesting to note here, too, like in the previous, maybe it was the previous episode or the one before, when Juliet gives that little recording device to walk. The camera. And they don't know what it is. Right. But it's very illegal. Yeah. And yet, in the control room, they have all the video. All the fancy technology. All the technology they ever want. Right. That they don't let other people have. Or know about. Or even know exists. That's right. Just being spied on constantly to make sure no one's becoming a rabble rouser. Yeah. And also, it's been when they had the power outage in the prior episode there when they were repairing the generator, Bernard wasn't, didn't seem worried about the population. He was worried about what it meant for his tiny little corner of the world, his position of power. And what does IT do in the silo that is more important than the life support of the silo? Right? Sims asks Trumbull if he's willing to do anything to serve and protect the people of the silo, willing to give everything he has to serve and protect the people of the silo. Trumbull says yes to both, and Sims tosses him over the rail, killing him. This is what waits for the people who gleefully do the work of our false cis-binary society. The TERFs and the transphobes. Society at the top do not care about you. They will literally use you to further their own ends and then dispose of you. This is literal leopards eating faces. I never right. thought the leopards would eat my face. Right. Was Trumbull part of the silo? Yes. So wouldn't something that's good for the silo also be good for him? Yes. But Sims doesn't even consider Trumbull as part of the silo. He's literally just a tool that outlived its usefulness. And we see this so much in reality where people like, let's say, the LGBT community rally against the trans people. But in the very next sentence on like the networks, they themselves are attacked. Yep. Yeah, like organizations like the LGB Alliance. Like yeah. Hate groups. Yep. They are not part of LGBT. No. Nope. It's terrible. There's a, there's a contingent of cis queer people who, now that they have marriage equality and got their rights, they feel, well, I got mine and that's all that matters. Trans people need to get theirs too. And it's, it's so hypocritical and it's so awful. Yeah. Boils my blood. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Juliet presents the facts about Trumbull to Judge Meadows. Juliet wants to investigate further because she's sure he's just a patsy, but Meadows tells her not to. They can say they have the killer and the killer is dead, and that's enough to quell rumors. You can see hints here that Meadows is controlled by Sims, who's controlled by Bernard, but also how absolutely none of them care one iota about the truth or actual justice. They care about quote-unquote stopping the unrest, because again, that's what keeps them in power. Juliet finds Lucas again in the cafeteria, drawing the lights in the sky. They don't know what stars are, but he's trying to figure it out, to learn, to understand. That's what draws them together. Walk and Juliet talk about the camera. Juliet can't read the writing on it, so she asks for a more powerful magnifying glass. Walk says, like the one your mother made with two lenses that Judicial destroyed, do you know why they destroyed it? Walk says there are two big mysteries about the pact. One, they cannot mechanize the way they go up and down the silo. And two, no magnification beyond a certain amount. So let's examine those. No mechanizing movement up and down the silo means everyone has to walk, and there's over a hundred stories. They can't have elevators or escalators. To say nothing of the way this otherizes and traps the disabled on the surface level story, 
It keeps people apart and separates and foments resentment and anger and fear of the other, which you can see directly plays into the hands of those at the top. If we're all angry at each other, our anger isn't directed where it should be, at them. And yeah, it keeps like large numbers of people learning that they're similar to each other. That's what we're just going to get into right here. Yeah. Jumped ahead a little bit. You can see this in the real world with the way more rural areas have much higher instances of transphobia and bigotry of all kinds. Living in urban areas means you're in close proximity to other people, and that means you learn about them. And you discover your differences are nothing to be feared and maybe even are something to be celebrated. I'm not saying big cities have no bigotry that's demonstrably false. Heck but, yeah. Yeah, but they're much more accepting in general than remote rural areas. It's why cities vote Democrat and rural places vote Republican. There's a cultural divide that is intentionally fomented by those at the top. Republican candidates stoke fear and hatred in their voters all the time, particularly on trans issues. And the rule about magnification is just entirely straightforward. It's about keeping the masses uneducated so they can't learn about what's hidden from them, about their history, about what came before. It's a direct analog to Republicans defunding public schools and controlling what can and can't be taught, even if it's entirely illegal. There's a link in the show notes all about this going on right now. And then we are back in the situation where we don't have... LGBTQ or transgender awareness or representation. Exactly right. Which means people who feel this way have no frame of context to define, oh, I'm trans or, oh, I'm gay yep. or, oh, I fall into some other category there. And left trying to figure it out to themselves to the detriment of their own mental health and life. Yeah. I mean, that's what I went through. For most of my life, right? Because I didn't even hear the word transgender until I was an adult and learned what it meant. I didn't know that was a thing people could be and that those years not knowing why I felt that way or what was going on with me were so hard and I would never wish that on anyone. It's it's terrible that that's what they're trying to do is force everybody. But like, like you said a few episodes back, they're trying to put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah. And the fact that the science has proven like being allowed to transition which for young kids starts socially, immensely improves mental health. Like I think yeah. about all the mental health fun I had when I was a kid and as an early adult and the middle of my life adult until I came out and I'm just like, and then how much of that was like, oh, oh, dysphoria? Nice to finally put a name to you. Right? And imagining putting somebody through that intentionally by withholding knowledge, treatment is just mind boggling. It's horrific. And it dives into the education of you are afraid of what you don't understand. Exactly right. Showing that we are just humans, that we are members of society, that there's nothing scary about this, and we're not intentionally transing your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's also just as directly an analog to Republicans banning books they don't like, books that tell the truth about history that paints them and those like them in an accurately poor light. It's all about controlling the masses to keep the power. We see that Walk is worried Juliet will be next in the line of murders, that seeking the truth will get her killed. And that's what's kept Walk in her apartment for two decades. Fear of what will happen if she comes out. We'll get more into this with Walk later on. Thanks again for being here, Samantha. Thank you for having me. I need to come up with a better ending catchphrase there. <laughs> 
Juliet has a plan to try to get to the bottom of things, and that's maybe going to take her places she didn't expect. But that's what happens when you do the work to examine yourself and society and discover it's all been lies. Tilly Bridges, end transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges with audio editing and sound mixing by Julian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music. Please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hive, on Mastodon at tillybridges at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash tillysbridges, and on Insta at heckyeahtillybridges. And you can find Susan on all of those at Susan L. Bridges. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at TillysTransTuesdays.com. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.